You're on Energy Groove Australia. We're live around the world from energy-groove.com on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. This is Arvo's. Uh, now, LA-based Aussie producer and DJ Jem has actually dropped a new single called Malibu. We'll play that for you shortly. But before we get to that, I actually have Jem on the line. She's currently in Sydney um, in quarantine, I understand. Jem, how are you? Hello. I'm really good. How are you going? Great, great. Um, I guess, first up, how's quarantine treating you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's been okay. I just, you know, I feel for everyone so much and I wish I had a magic wand that I could wave and just make everything better, but I'm doing my best. Like like everybody is now. Congratulations on Malibu. Um, that's a very um, a, well. It's quite a dreamy track. I've got to say, I find it quite relaxing to listen oh, thank to. You. <laughs> um, thank you. I love hearing that it's relaxing because that was that was the whole point. So I love hearing that. <laughs> so tell us about when you started making this one. Sure, I was really deliberate uh, in the tuning. So it's it's a bit of an alternate tune. And that's to create balance and harmony within the body and to align with the universe. So that's why I love hearing that you found it relaxing and tranquil. It's a love song. I was coming back and forth from California and Australia. And it was that moment before I'd actually moved and I was toing and froing and I had this beautiful 4th of July party in LA and it really swayed me to move. And I think I was just really caught up in the magic of, Anything is possible, you know, any dreams, you just got to go for it. And I was really trying to capture that energy and that feeling in the track itself. Well, it's an absolutely stunning song. It's tuned to 432 hertz. Can you tell me about that frequency and and what that means for you and what that actually means for us listening to it? Yeah, sure. So 432, it's just a little under A, which is 440 and... There's been a lot of documentation and a lot of study around this frequency in that it's it's a little different. So the way that it hits you is a little different and it has, as I said before, a really balancing, really, really nice harmonizing feeling within the body. And I think even if people don't understand tunings or they think, oh, Jim, that's a little bit woo-woo, that's okay. As long as you come away feeling a little better, that's the intent of the song. And there's a lot of really great frequencies that you can use. There's a range called the Sofeggio frequencies that are very ancient that I love producing in as well. And I think as long as the song leaves you feeling better, that's all you've got to know. If you, if you like something and you think, oh, this connects with me, it's tranquil, it's peaceful, it's uplifting, then I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, will this this single, will this be forming a larger piece of work from you um, that we can expect to hear? Yes, it definitely is. And they're all in a very similar vein, really intentional frequencies and paired with relaxing, dreamy music. And I have another one coming out in September and then a full EP to follow. Amazing. Um, I guess tell us about the EP and how long have you been writing this one and uh, will there be a physical release alongside it or are we just focusing digital? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a great question about physical. I don't know the answer. I've been toying with the idea of a a vinyl collection um, because I'm a DJ and I have a, a, a set of 
record plays that I love myself and a growing collection of vinyl. So I have been toying with that idea, but for the moment, it's it's just digital. And I think, you know, anyone's first record, uh, I've, I've helped other artists do theirs as, as a producer, and I always think whether you've been writing it for a long time or a short time, that debut record, I think that's always been within you. And so you're drawing on experiences from over a lifetime. And I, I really believe that. So uh, it's been a quarantine baby, but I think the songs have lived in me for a really long time. And it's just a really nice evolution of, of that. And, and finally coming to the front, which is it's a weird thing to do because I'm used to being behind the desk or the decks, whether I'm in the studio or, or DJing. And so to play something that's truly mine, it, ha- it has a different feeling and a little bit nerve-wracking, but mostly exciting. And I'm just really thrilled to be able to share it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the feeling of uh, releasing your own work as opposed to someone else's or or playing someone else's stuff in perhaps one of your DJ sets. It, as you said, it must be nerve-wracking, but it must also be incredibly rewarding and fulfilling. It is. It's just super weird. <laughs> like I... It's how I would describe it. I'm always like, oh, do you like it? <laughs> you know, when you're like giving someone a Christmas present, you're not really sure if you if you nailed it or not. Yeah. That's the feeling that I, I have. <laughs> like, are you sure? Because <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, I've, I'm used to working to a brief for other people. And so when it's yourself, you just have unlimited creativity because you're just fulfilling the brief inside of you. So that's, it's really bizarre and, I'm just really grateful for this time that I've had the time to be able to do it and that it's being well received. And I just, I hope that, you know, people can listen to it and it does make them feel a little brighter and raises their spirits. And I think that's sort of what the world needs right now. And just working on a collection of things that I call sonic tonics and just little feel good melodies and little little vitamin shots. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And it is exactly what we need, especially if you are, you know, uh, stuck in a quarantine or lockdown, uh, wherever you may be in the world. Now, you spend a lot of your time in the US. Uh, do you want to tell me just how that relationship with the US formed and um, what was the decision for going over there originally? Yeah, so I was I was over there and it, it kind of happened in a funny way as these things tend to do. Uh, I was I was in Las Vegas uh, and I was at a bar and there was um, someone playing uh, saxophone and I just thought he was incredible and we started chatting and he said, look, if you're interested in music, you should go and catch this gig in LA on a Monday night. So that's random, but I, I went along as you do when you're traveling and you're curious and open-minded. And mm. I went to this really dark, dingy, <laughs> not very glamorous Monday night gig in LA. And the music that I saw there just blew me away. It's, it's a gig called Super Soul. And it was just so raw and alive and with all improv and session musicians and I knew right then and there, I was like, I am moving here so I can experience this kind of music. And on a Monday night, that just made it so more special as mm. well. <laughs> and I was so excited. I thought, wow, you know, I can I can do this on a Monday. This is rad. <laughs> Gig on a Monday night. Um, I mean, who'd have thought? <laughs> <laughs> well, especially now with, 
you know, I think I think every musician, every performer and artist is just missing live music so yeah. much. And you really realise how important it is as a creative to be able to go and see other people's craft. Mm. Well, and I think it's really highlighted right now that we can't as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know a lot of artists are adjusting um, and performing into the online space, but having that face-to-face connection and having people in the room and their souls around you, um, that just can't be replicated. Yeah, it's so different. I've done a few of the digital DJ gigs and it's really bizarre because it's just me in a room and, you know, I'm used to looking out and, and you feed off that energy. And I think too, you have an evolving set list based on what people are vibing with. And when it's just me in a room, it really does not feel the same. <laughs> so I can't, I can't wait to be back out there with other souls. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you're actually doing amazing stuff um, in the US. You've done a few really high-profile gigs, such as playing the Emmy Awards pre-party as well as Pride Festival in Miami and New York. Um, tell us about playing those events because they're absolutely huge. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. I had a ball playing the Pride Festivals. I'm not sure it should be allowed that you can have that much fun whilst working. But- <laughs> It was just so good. I was um, teamed up with an organization that does incredible work called It Gets Better. And I was so honored to be a part of their whole program. I I just think they're absolutely outstanding human beings and I love what they stand for and I love the stories. And it it was so much fun. I mean, Miami... It was exactly what you're imagining is exactly what it was like. <laughs> you know, the weather was beautiful. You're out on this beautiful deck and everyone's just in such a great vibe and you're all there for the right reasons. And it was just a, a, a little piece of perfection. <laughs> I have to get myself to the US when I'm able to again <laughs> and check Absolutely. out all of these Come festivals. <laughs> Yes. Um, Tell me about the Grammy Next program. Um, That is something that you're involved with. Is that correct? Yeah, I am. I'm really, really honoured to be involved in that. And I I had no idea that, um, quite naively, that they ran programs like this. You know, the Grammys, obviously, in music, you look at the Grammys especially. You know, I grew up on a cattle farm in Australia, so... The idea of doing anything uh, aligned with the Grammys is just this total mind blow. (laughs) And it just seemed like this really far away thing, you know, this little pot of gold. And uh, so when I got invited to apply for that, um, I was, yeah, just just really honoured. And they're an incredible organisation. They do a lot of work within the community. Uh, I've met some really great emerging people through it, not just artists, but mix engineers, um, music supervisors, a whole range of the music industry are involved, which I really like. It's kind of peeling back the layer and you get to see inside the real working industry. And there's a lot of people who are just super talented grinding it out. So I've been very fortunate to connect with those people. What have you learnt, I guess, about yourself by being involved in these programs? What have you learnt about yourself creatively? I've learnt that there is just so much more to learn. <laughs> it's like you open one door and you're like, wow. And, and it, I'm just always so eyes wide open. And I think 
I used to worry when I was younger that you might have like a limited amount of songs in you or a limited amount of creativity, which sounds funny now, but I think being involved with people like this, you get you get exposure to artists that are just the kings and queens of, of reinvention. And the same for the people that work on their teams. They're producers that go from maybe doing a folk and roots album all the way through to electronic and that's something that's really inspiring to me because I've grown up with country music and bluegrass and now I work in electronics. So I love seeing that from people who have modeled it, you know, really well at a really high level and just learning that you can put on different hats and you can dig in different wells of creativity and it's, it's ever replenishing. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your background because you mentioned that you grew up on a cattle farm and uh, you were surrounded by <laughs> country music and bluegrass music. Um, I guess it's quite a, a jump to the electronic music scene. What kind of artists were you, I guess, into when you were growing up and did your family have much influence on your musical direction? Yes, I have to be careful here, don't I? I have to be really careful what I say because my, <laughs> my family are actually in, in music and they're country music artists themselves. So uh-huh. I grew up with their music um, and, and you know, so that, that was really interesting. Uh, and also we lived on a cattle farm. So, you know, you, you listen to the regional music. That's, that's what you did. And, of course, I was like any teenage girl at the time who would see a Spice Girls poster and think, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> and I still, you know, I still do love all my 90s jams. Uh, but yeah, country music was such a big part of my life. And I'm grateful for it because it taught me about songwriting and it taught me about real stories and about connecting. And I use acoustic instrumentation uh, on my mixes all the time mm. and I draw on I draw on those parts of myself all the time so I'm grateful to have had that experience but yeah it, it always uh, it always throws people they're like wait a minute so you worked on a bluegrass record or you grew up on a cattle farm and now you're in pop electro how does that work <laughs> but I think you know it's just it's all it's all just learning and it's all just experiences and music that just shape you and make you who you are and what was the catalyst for you getting into that electro pop um, and DJ scene? It's just the music that I love. So when I was old enough to, you know, buy my own music and make my own decisions about what gets played in the car, <laughs> it was just the, the, the music that I love. And and I'm, I just unashamedly love pop music. I think it it has the power to transform people and reach people. And I, I just love it. I love the happiness of it as well. <laughs> I think there are some great pop songs. And, you know, there are some DJ producers at the moment who I think just make beautiful, chilled out. It's like pure escapism. Uh, one off the top of my head is a, a DJ producer in LA called Shalou. And I just love his stuff. It's, it's just really tranquil, deep house, electro. And I've always just been drawn to to those vibes that just take you on a journey. And that's the, that's just the music I love. So one last quick question before I let you go. What is this new single that you're supposedly dropping in September? Do you want to tell us about that? It's called If I'm Honest, and it has a very similar retro, electro feeling. Uh, you definitely, you'll definitely hear some similarities. I want to keep that 
really dreamy, but with some retro influences, those 80s drums that I love so much. <laughs> so you'll definitely, you'll definitely, you'll catch it and be like, oh, that's Gem for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gem. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I was Australian US-based producer and DJ Jem. Uh, she's doing some amazing things and that single that we were talking about, Malibu, is out now. And you can also check out more information about Jem and the single on our website. Plus, you can listen back to that chat there if you missed it. Uh, on our website, go to energy-groove.com. My name's Brad. This is Arbos. Let's hear the single now. This is Jem with the beautiful track. It's Malibu.